Welcome to The Power of Faith with David Hathaway. There is no life without hardship, pain, and conflict. But we do not need to be frightened or terrified. One person with God is always in a majority. Our lives are in God's hands. We're not weak, we're not defeated. If God is with us, we are always on the victory side. Paul commands in Philippians 1, verse 28, in nothing be terrified by your adversaries. David has learnt this over the years. However extreme the circumstances, he has developed a sense of comfort, consolation, joy, and peace in Christ. His confidence, his trust is in Jesus. David believes that every hardship was allowed in order to fulfill a greater purpose. Paul wrote in Romans 8. Does it mean God no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Now, please join David as he ministers today's word. He says in verse 27, I may hear of your affairs that you might stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And you know, if there's one thing that God does desire, and one thing I desire, it's to see much more unity. Um, I feel it's sad that the churches have become divided and splintered. And yes, I recognize doctrinal differences and I recognize errors in doctrine. But coming back to what I said last time, uh, Paul says that despite this, Christ is preached. And even if it's sometimes in the wrong spirit, but if Christ is preached, at least it brings him before the people and uplifts him. And that's why he's saying uh, unity. And, you know, I'm always moved in John, the, the last prayer of Jesus, uh, that he's praying to his father before um, he is to die on the cross. And he, he, he's saying, praying, oh, Father, that they may be one. That's those that he's leaving behind, his disciples, that they may be one as we are one. And that's what Paul is emphasizing here. <laughs> Verse 28, he changes tack a little bit because he says there, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries. <laughs> this is something that I've had to learn over the years because I've been through everything, imprisonment, uh, as you know, cancers and other sicknesses. I've been attacked uh, four times, uh, an assassination attempt, but I've not been frightened by it or terrified by it because I know that they cannot succeed because you know, as the scripture teaches us, one man with God is always in a majority. We're not weak. We're not defeated. If God is with us, we're always in the victorious side. And 
So he goes on. But then if we move into chapter 2, we see, he says, if there's any consolation or comfort or love in Christ, um, this is the interesting thing. There is such a sense of comfort, of consolation, of joy and of peace. And you know, if there's one thing, I don't suffer with depression, I don't suffer with nervous problems, because my consolation, my confidence, my trust is in Christ. And however extreme the circumstances, and I've been in extreme circumstances, facing death on more than one occasion, suffering from imprisonment in a communist prison, and, and yet, and also in the cancers, never at any time was there fear, because I had the confidence. And when I was in the prison, I, I was sort of reminding the Lord, why should I be afraid? You know I'm here, and I believe the reason I'm here is to fulfill a greater purpose. And this is what Paul was saying, was that in, whether it's in his affliction or, or, or in this case in his uh, imprisonment, what he was seeing, something which was to the greater glory of God. And that's the important thing with the message which we preach. And um, he says, fulfill joy and have the same love and be of, again, be of one accord and one mind. And then I move on to verse 5, which is, let this mind, this thinking, be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ. And what he's referring here is what he says in the previous two verses, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness, esteeming each better than ourselves, and not to look on our own things, but to look on others. And let us be, learn humility. And you know, sometimes I think something of this needs to come back into some forms of the church. Because it says Jesus Christ, who although he was born in the form of God, and therefore did not assume wrongly that he was equal with God. Now, this is touching upon something that I think you have to be aware of, that Paul is saying without any question that Jesus was equal with God. And you know, this is one of the mysteries um, of the, the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it was an early church council which had to resolve this issue by saying God is one, because um, that's one of the accusations of the Jews, that we believe in more than one God because of Jesus. But the early church came to the conclusion that God is one in three, three in one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one God in three different manifestations. The Holy Spirit, the executive part of the Trinity, the 
operational one. My father always told me this. Jesus, the visible form, because he said, if you uh, people want to see the Father, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Now that's significant, very significant. And we know that Jesus called God his Father. So the sense is that the to describe the Trinity, it is to describe one God, but in three, three parts, as I have said. And as my father taught me, the Holy Spirit, the executive agent doing the job, the empowerment, Jesus as being the visible form of God. So this is... Incredible here, because Paul is reminding us in this sixth verse that Christ didn't boast and didn't say something which wasn't right when he said that he was equal with God. But yet, having done that in verse 7, at the same time, he divested himself of all that is implied in the Godhead, taking himself in the form of a servant. Now, this is something that we need to learn. It says here very clearly, Paul says, he took on him the form of a servant made in the likeness of man and found in creation as a man, humbled himself and humbled himself to the extent that he even became obedient to death. Now that is a very human thing. We are created to be born and to die. Wherefore, because of this, God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every other name. God has a plan and a purpose for you to fulfill. Through faith, you will see miracles, heal the sick, and your prayers will be answered. In David Hathaway's two new books, A Faith Beyond and Power Your Inheritance, you will discover that with God, all things are possible. Order these books today. Visit eurovision.org uk forward slash shop the world is in a desperate situation but take encouragement from the miracles of the old testament how the children of israel crossed the red sea read the stories of elijah when he called down fire from heaven remember david the shepherd boy who killed goliath at daniel who stopped the mouths of lions we should be seeing these miracles today You've been anointed and empowered for such a time as this. In the autumn edition of David Hathaway's Prophetic Vision magazine, he will show you how to live in the power of faith. Read today by visiting eurovision.org.uk. Thank you for listening to the Power of Faith broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting eurovision.org.uk.
Also available online are many free teaching resources to help you on your walk with God. David has written many faith-building books to encourage and inspire. Order these online today. Each month, David ministers online and in person. Our ministry is only possible because of the faithful support of so many people. For details on our evangelism and humanitarian relief work, visit eurovision.org.uk. Thank you again for listening.